Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I'm your host Matt and I'm joined with Gab, G, and Dylan for this episode of the show. The fantasy football season has officially concluded and that means we have a new champion of the Listener League. We recap the Listener League one last time and crown our new champion. Then we give out our 2022 fantasy superlatives to the players we believe defined fantasy this season. Today is January 5th, 2023 and this is the 91st episode of the show every time we do this I'm more depressed i don't want to be reminded <laughs> yeah and you know before at we get it's to over. what's that i said at least the season's over now right fantasy terms yeah i guess and enjoy yeah. football even though it's been enjoyable this past weekend to be honest yeah i mean Obviously, we got to talk about one thing, though, before we get started with um, our Final Fantasy Football episode this season. Um, I'm sure you are all aware uh, by now, if you have been following around in the sports world, um, and you may be aware that this is usually not our usual recording date, um, and we have an explanation for that. Um, We would be remiss if we didn't discuss what happened on Monday night to DeMar Hamlin and for those of you who are unaware of what happened or didn't really um, read the whole story, basically, um, Hamlin was involved. Hamlin is a Buffalo Bill safety, I believe, that was involved in a hit with uh, T. Higgins in the Monday night game. And he appeared to get up at first, but then he collapsed on the ground and was unconscious. He wasn't moving, and he had to be administered CPR and oxygen. And an ambulance came out on the field, and he had to you know, be taken out on a stretcher and be taken to the hospital. And it was a really scary sight. And it led to the game basically being postponed and suspended. And then um, it just came out uh, a couple minutes before we started recording that the game has finally been canceled um, a couple days later. Um, He was diagnosed with cardiac arrest and he was sedated and intubated with oxygen and uh, as of today, he has regained consciousness and has movement in his hands and feet. And uh, he was even able to ask um, whether they won the game via <laughs> writing. Yeah. What a wild man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think that the news and everything that's happened in the past couple of days, um, it gives a lot of perspective, I think, in terms of um, what's important, right? I think that you know, this is bigger than fantasy football. This is bigger than, you know, your props and gambling. It's bigger than, you know, the playoffs itself. And it's bigger than, you know, the entire sport, I feel, you know. It's a man's life, basically, that was almost lost. And I think that the majority of us kind of understood that, you know, this is bigger than anything. And, you know, we didn't want to come on and on Tuesday and just start recording again and start talking about fantasy football because it just seems so um, minor, I think, compared to uh, what DeMar Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills have been going through and his family as well. You know, hopefully he makes a full recovery and he's still in our hearts. Praying for you, dude. Praying for you, DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. It looked like a regular hit. If you guys were watching, it just looks so regular. And then all of a sudden he flops to the ground. Mm-hmm. A little too long on the ground. I was just like, what's happening? I don't get it. Yeah, it's I didn't really. scary. Uh, I didn't understand what was happening at first because um, I, I wasn't watching, I think. And then someone, 
you know, told me basically who's watching. He's like, oh, um, something seems like wrong. It seems very serious right now. They're like not doing anything, right? Um, and then, you know, it just kept going on and on. And, you know, it was pretty, um, it was a pretty scary scene, I think. Truly a sad sight to behold, especially because he's around the same age as us. Yeah, he's, he's 24 like years year old. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh man, really puts life into perspective. <laughs> and we're like his age too. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to be doom and gloom, but you know, it's hard to dude. I mean, there's too, there's, let's like be real here. There's been so many injuries this season. They really ask you if, if there needs to be changes in the league. Like, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Tua had, had two concussions this season. I three. mean, dude. Oh, three? Really? Yeah. Three. Um, exactly. Dude, I didn't even know about three, that. Week three, I think week three, week four, and then uh, the you last one. Two weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that's completely scary. And I think he's the same age as us, too. Like, at some point, you have to ask if this is if is it even worth it to keep playing anymore. I, I think this think... is just it's a violent sport, and I yeah, think but... the the new thing that I found interesting was that you know the NFL basically, um, you know when he was finally carted off the field, Hamlin, um, it seemed hey, like the NFL to was gonna warm up. Told them like you have five minutes to warm up, right? And then you saw Joe Burrow warming up and stuff like that, and that's what you unfortunately would normally expect to see from you know the game um i mean gee you remember ryan chazier um he was paralyzed on the field monday night right and then right they still were continued yeah. yeah i mean but i think that this was different because they i think they thought he had almost died basically out there or he was gonna die and um, I don't think they were able to process that grief because you can't. You can't expect to, I think. And, no. yeah, so shout out to the coaches. I think they put a pause to that game. I don't think they were going to say, you know, we're not going to keep playing on. We can't, you know, just move on right now. We just can't. And that's a reasonable ex- response. And I'm glad they did that because, again, it's bigger than the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my prayers out to Demar. Oh. Man, I'm glad to see you wake. What a legend, yeah. though. Did we win the game? <laughs> or who won the game? Yeah. Truth and grinding. obviously, um, the biggest thing, I think, has been kind of the outreach of support for him. And um, oh, I think yeah. you guys have all seen um, the toy drive that he had for mm-hmm. the GoFundMe. Yeah, on the GoFundMe page, if you guys haven't heard about it, you know, definitely, if you can, make some contributions. Yep. And we'll post a link out to it again. Um but now it's raised like millions and millions of dollars and it's just wonderful to see, honestly, the kind of community effort, especially at this time of year. So, yeah. Um, I mean, in terms of fantasy football and getting back to that, obviously that put a wrench in a couple of, well, more than a couple of leagues because there was obviously a lot of fantasy um, viable players in this game. I know that in Gavin Mai's um, Money League, we had um, our fantasy championship matchup basically relied on those players. Teetered. Teetered on it. Yeah. Truly. And as commissioner, I will have to make a difficult decision later about that. I will get back to you on that. I personally don't have an answer to this. I think that um, if you are a commissioner right now and you have to deal with this and the finalists are asking questions, especially if it's for money, right? Um 
I don't really have a one clear cut answer for you. I think that everybody has to do it, like take it into consideration. Uh, it's a case by case basis. If they only had Stefan Diggs and they were down by 80, they're probably not going to win. But obviously, it also depends on the temperament of the owner, yeah. and he never refuses to concede. Never. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> it's a case by case basis. But I think in terms of you know, I personally would advocate for splitting the pot in most cases because you know just let bygones be bygones. If it's not for a lot of money, obviously if like it's a huge payout, then maybe. You should talk about some other things, put it to a league vote maybe. But I hope that, you know, again, this whole thing is put into perspective and it's not really about the money in this case. So, you know, it just depends. Again, I can't really provide an answer because I can't even make one up right now. (laughs) It's hard. We've been discussing it, truly. Yeah. Don't know what to do except splitting it. We can give our money back. No, that's the awful. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> the worst option. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we decided as... this. We decided to split in one of my leagues. I think uh, I was in a third place matchup against mm-hmm. someone, and uh, I was down by nineteen with Jamar Chase. It was projected exactly nineteen point something. So it was like you know, obviously, if you're just uh, going based off projections, and match was going to be really close, but. You know, everything happened, so we decided to just split the third place funds. And, you know, obviously, isn't usually ever the most. It's usually just your money back. So we ended up getting a little bit of money back each, and, you know, we just called it there. Yeah, I mean, our third place matchup, too, also has uh, two Buffalo Bill players. So it's Allen and Diggs. So, yeah, I got I got a lot of people to talk to in the next couple of days, unfortunately. Just got to hash that. it out. Yeah, um, got to be a mediator here. But, yeah, just try to pick the... Uh, path to least resistance folks um remember that you guys all joined the league for a reason don't split the league up based on money you know it's not the time for that most definitely not yeah fortunately our listener league did not have any monday night football players involved so this was a pretty clear-cut result uh g you want to break it down for us yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we're going to keep it nice and easy today. There's not too much to really go into. Uh, we had our championship game. Uh, if you guys remember from last week, it was between the fan favorite, Ugly Kid. Um, he was playing Robbie two times, and we had our predictions and everything last week. But honestly, wasn't really much of a close matchup. Uh no. Ugly Kid put up 62.68, and Rob put up 136. So won the championship game, about double of Ugly Kid's points. I mean, you know, it just sucks. You, Justin Jefferson, got clamped up. Uh, you know, for an Ugly Kid side here, Trevor Lawrence had a pretty ugly game in terms of fantasy numbers. Uh, you know, it's just you're not really something you can really work with. His, he didn't have anybody, any skill position players in double digits, even including his kicker. Uh, only person, only person to score on ten or more on his fancy points is the Chargers defense with ten, and Yikes. you know, not the time for that. Especially when you got Rob, who on the other side is starting Christian McCaffrey, who had thirty-one, CD with twenty-one, Tyree Kill with the light fifteen, Komet with ten, and you know, that's already way more points than anybody on a. Uh, Ugly kids scheme right there, you know, in hand in terms of just McCaffrey and C D Lamb. Uh so it wasn't very close, but you know, congrats to both of them for making it this far. 
and Rob was for first place for our second annual, or second annual, third annual now. Um, I guess I second, believe it's yeah. third. Yeah, third. yeah, third annual uh, sleeper league champion. Woohoo! Um, Yay! Honestly, I could care less, but fine. <laughs> You're just a hater because all the friends you invited to our league gab didn't do well. The guy I invited no, to the league no. just won. The the uh, real G, the real G got third place again, dude, for the second year in a row. Okay. Yawn, yawning that does emoji. Not matter. We do not care about third place. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember Gav celebrating third places now. Listen, the top three in our league were not were non podcasters. Okay. I guess those are the three taking over the podcast next season. Yeah, you guys have to host next season. It's Robbie, McYoungboy, and set, set everything Jamal. up. They had to set everything up. Yeah, set <laughs> up everything. Matt's still going to facilitate the conversation, but... I'll, I'll deliver the mic to you. <laughs> the golden mic. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Robbie. Um, unfortunately, a listener has won our listener league. Um, I think for we'll like be back. That's how we set it up. That's how we set it up originally. Why you know, do we, we want to win? We well, exactly. We were let Dylan win last year. Let Dylan win last year, and this year we we're like, we need to let our listener league, you know, win the listener league, just so it's uh, you know, just makes more sense. Every time we let a listener like win, they end up joining the podcast. Wait, who won the first year? Um, oh, dude, some rando. Yeah, I think it's a random person. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we forgot their name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot their name. Yeah, but God dang, I feel bad. I'm now. sure they're a great person. <laughs> yeah. So, two listeners won in our league compared <laughs> to the podcasters, which is only one. We're gonna move on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna just. We don't have to talk about that. that league anymore. Yeah, stop playing around, dude. It's over now. Okay, hey. we're just enjoying football. But you know, next season. Um, Applications are already open for the Listener League. If you want to come back, or, or if you have been listening, a first-time listener, and you want to join us, we're not going to be as easy as we were this year. Uh, so, you know, I would love Teach time. to come on, dude. She needs to come on, Teach. Yes. Please. I haven't heard from BKG, and I know he had Justin Jefferson, so I assume he did He's not a win his matchup. Watch. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, so, sorry. We'll see, but you know. It's been a fun season so far. Um, not, not really for really for us, but it has been another wild season, of course. And we're gonna wrap it up with some fantasy superlatives. This is a favorite of ours, personally. I think it's a fan favorite. Um, we did this last year as a bit of an improv, and now we are back to do it one last time to just wrap up everything of the fantasy season. If you are not aware of what fantasy superlatives is. We are going to nominate a player for these six categories that we have here. The names are a bit of an inside joke, honestly, to all of us because um, we all went to the same college, so we have a lot of stuff. Um, so obviously I'll explain the uh, context a little bit um, in the best way I can, hopefully. Without but, giving it away. Yeah, because obviously <laughs> the, and the some of this is a little personal here, so we don't want to... Um, accidentally dox anyone here but you know no i am yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it here with some fantasy superlatives all right so this one is known as the alexis all right and the context of this is that back in college um in freshman year i believe nando 
um, our uh, contributor to this show, always wanted this car, the Lexus car, right? And that was like his dream car. And he was like, I want a Lexus. I want a Lexus. He, he was just very... Like, he would tell me. We were roommates yeah. and he would whisper, like, yeah, you think you think it's a good time to buy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. It's definitely not. Just stick with your old car. Okay? Yeah. But as far as I know, he never got a Lexus. So, um, yeah. So we make fun of him time to time about that. <laughs> It's okay. But you can always move to a different car. Yeah, you can <laughs> different, upgrade. Different brand. Yeah. So the Alexis is, in fantasy terms, is the player you wanted on at least one of your teams, but sadly was not meant to be. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I will go first on this one just because I feel like uh, my answer for this or my nominee is very just kind of funny. I, my nominee is Saquon Barkley. Hey, if you remember at the beginning of the yeah, year, yeah, we did trash say. on him a little bit. So it's not one of the players that, yeah, me and Matt did. Yeah, uh, kind of. We did our <laughs> we did we did our handful of trashing, but but last year I really really wanted him and I got him everywhere and he was ass. And then this year, <laughs> um, I was kind of more hesitant. And then he the season kind of started and you're like, damn, I wish I could get some Saquon Barkley right now. And sadly. It was never meant to be, and now my team was a sorely ass. It's okay, dude. He like he was good for the first half, and then he like he he fluctuated towards the end, and you would have lost this week if you had him or last week. So just be glad you didn't have him. Um, my nomination is uh, Travis Kels. Um, he's one of those guys that like he always goes in the first round of our leagues for some reason. Obviously, because G's running that triple tight, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I want some of that Kelsey dude. Like, um, obviously, the he's well above everyone else in the top, tight end position. Um, I, I always, I mean, I had George Kittle, and he gave me a lot of grievance in the first half. I'll be honest with you. Since Brock Purdy's taken over, I mean, he's popped off, but I'm no longer in the playoffs, so like, it really didn't matter to me. It would have been nice to have Travis Kelsey, you know. So, um, maybe next year I'll run triple tight instead of G. It's a it's a it's a pass down. Uh, I don't remember passing anything down though. No, I'm just gonna take it then. I'm just taking it, <laughs> right. and I'm probably gonna get a high pick because I, I I failed so hard this year. There's no so. lottery here, Gav. It's a random. Oh, there's lottery. not. No. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> this isn't the money league. Dang it! What's the point of it all, man? I can't even take. Um. I can go next. Uh, so for my pick, I wished I had Justin Jefferson in this <laughs> league. Um, in the beginning of the draft, I remember during the first round, like he was available, but at the same time, I believe Nick, no, Najee was available as well. I remember, I remember that. I think is either I picked Najee or Nick Chubb as my first pick, but. I kind of regret it because I knew he's going to be explosive and he would have a really high ceiling compared to um, uh, Najee and Nick Chubb where they have very they have great floors but not as a high of a ceiling compared to Justin Jefferson. And because of that, it really bit me in the butt and I end up having, and this kind of leads to getting Allen Robinson as one of my wide receivers, which was a huge bust. 
So, um, I don't know which if I had, ju- go huh? Ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> oh. sorry. but, um, yeah, I think if I had Justin Jefferson this year, um, things would have, there's some things that would have changed. I, my wide receiving room wouldn't have been that shitty. So I don't blame you, but I don't know which is worse. Um, passing on Justin Jefferson in the draft <laughs> or literally having him on your team and drafting him minutes later for Devontae Adams, who didn't do anything. Oh, you? Are you talking about you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I don't know which one is worse. I think you're You passed on Justin heading. Jefferson for Devontae Adams? No, 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 no. Dylan, Dylan was going to draft Justin, but then he saw Najee, so he picked up Najee. Uh. I sadly had Justin Jefferson and I gave him away minutes after trading for him. Oh yeah, yeah. That's wrong. Boo Gav. Yeah, I think oh. the trading thing is worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having him and trading him is worse, honestly. You know what's crazy though? I would have won the championship if I played, but I didn't. So Woulda think... coulda shoulda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're such a hater, G. You should, should <laughs> just go back. You weren't even in the convo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. True I'll definition wrap up... of the Alexis. <laughs> True. I'll wrap up this category here. I had the second overall pick in the listener league. Um, <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey was selected first. If it, if Jonathan Taylor was selected first, I was going to select Derrick Henry. And um, because I did not trust Christian McCaffrey, and you know, that's my bad. But I also couldn't predict the future in which he was going to be traded to the Niners. And then Impossible. at that point, I... St- I still wouldn't have uh, drafted Christian McCaffrey because I don't draft my own team's players anymore. So why? Uh, because it never works. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk, Raheem Mostert, does not work for me. Either way, I love Derrick Henry. I've always been a huge Derrick Henry fan. I've had him for the last two years. I've drafted him with my first pick every time um, in my main leagues. I was a little bit more hesitant this time though because of his uh, foot injury. And, you know, I still wanted to relive the magic, at least in one league. And I thought the listener league would be great for it. But I just couldn't pass up the safe floor of Jonathan Taylor because I just thought, you know, (laughs) there's no way Jonathan Taylor, like, it just would go wrong. There's no way it can't go wrong. Yeah. So in conclusion, I chose a different uh, car and it bit me in the ass. (laughs) That's beautiful. Beautiful, poetic, honestly. What could have been? What could have been? All right. Well, this is the next category, and it is an unpleasant one, of course. This is known as the Krishna. Um, a little bit of context here. Me, Gavin Dillon, knew this guy uh, from college, and um, he wasn't the best person, I think, and we just did not you know, like him at the end of the, uh, I guess, quarter of our tenure yeah our tenure tenure as college college. students yes so this one goes out to him the krishna is a toxic asset on your team you initially added him because you believed that he would make a fine addition to your squad but ultimately after a strong initial showing he has degraded to the point where you can't stand having him on your roster because of how bad he did your squad i feel like there's a lot of very obvious uh answers this time around um, can I? Can I? Of can, course. Can I, just let me. Just let me. Just let me. You know I'm. I'm really the good. Prime at hater. You, yeah. You know I'm the best at hating. Okay. Oh. 
I have two players, and it's very obvious. I've been hating on him the entire season. It's Russell Wilson, okay? Russell Wilson is a bum now. I'm glad that he cried, okay? I know that the wide receivers are straight capping when they say he's a good guy. Like, they they believe in him, okay? Cortland Sutton, I don't even think, said anything. I, I I don't think he even interviewed about Russell Wilson being a good, you know, good teammate. He worked so hard. But I also hate Cortland Sutton, okay? They were the duo. They were supposed to be the t- the next tandem in the league, right? They were supposed to be um, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelce, even though, like, for wide receiver, right? Probably not, but... Well, not probably not, but they were supposed to be big. They were supposed to be explosive. There was going to be a high floor, you know? I drafted him, them too. Not just Russell Wilson. I drafted both of them in every single league that I was in. And you know how long I kept them for in both leagues? More you than half of the season. I had Cortland Sutton actually all the way into the end. Russell wow, Wilson, I, do, I actually dropped huh. him. I dropped Russell Wilson. I couldn't do anything with him. Actually, you know, crazy. I dropped both in both leagues. I dropped Russell Wilson. <laughs> I couldn't get any good barring chips, dude. It was just that awful. He had one good game against the freaking Raiders, and he was never to be seen again. I mean, how? Nine points! Oh my god, a kicker <laughs> yeah. could get nine points, dude. Are you joking? That's what he would give you on a daily basis or weekly basis. This pathetic performances by Danger Russ himself this year. I know, dude. And his sandwich was trash. Don't not even you try it. We should call Russell Wilson Ciara's husband now. Ciara's yeah, husband. Ciara's. <laughs> That's what he's labeled, dude. Ciara's oh, husband. Man. Can't wait. It. Wet blanket. Corlin Sutton. I'm never drafting these guys ever again, dude. I don't care if they get a new head coach. I don't know. I don't care if they get like Bill Belichick to coach them. Like if somehow. Well, I want Bill Belichick out, but if somehow they got him, I'd be, I just, I couldn't, I would not care. Yeah, let me, let me go ahead and change it from one mid-quarterback to another pair of mid-quarterbacks, actually. Um, You know, infamously, we were also one of our high strategies this year. We were really, really high on is drafting quarterbacks late. Last year, it worked out very well for a lot of people. If you drafted like a Stafford or someone late, or Tom Brady, maybe even you drafted him late. You know, so what did I decide to do? I decided to take them late, and uh, it might have been the worst uh, decision of my uh, season this year. I ended up taking Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford in almost all my leagues as my two <laughs> quarterbacks. Oh, and that was a grave, grave mistake by me, especially in my main league where I took both of them. And I said, if one of them's not good, the other <laughs> has to be good, right? There's no way both of them are bad. And uh, surprise, surprise, they were both uh, absolutely dog shit. Um, so... I uh, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have expected uh Matthew Stafford to regress so much after leading a team to the Super Bowl and uh Tom Brady, I guess for him there was just so much else going on outside of football with the divorce in the half, first half of the season, new coach, um, you know, he got it's Kobe 2004, dude. No Gronk. Yeah. No Gronk. Oh, no the receivers are hurt, you know, Tristan Worse is in and out. So what's weak. Matthew Stafford's? Oh excuse you heard him oh nothing got hurt exactly nothing no who cares yeah i mean it doesn't really matter what their excuses were both of them are pretty 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 fucking bad um at least at least tom is going back to the playoffs though yeah i mean that doesn't really help my fantasy team at all i did come 10th place (laughs) with the team i had both of them so i don't get anything out of either of them making it to the playoffs or not making it (laughs) 
Oh, dude, that hurts. But, that but that, hurts. that's good to hear. That's, I'm happy to hear that the Bucks are making the playoffs, though. So. <laughs> it makes me feel just a tad bit worse. Oh, dude, that's so funny. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. Well, that's how this season has been for me. Uh, one of my actually lesser seasons. But, you know, all that means is next season is just going to be my greatest ever. No, mine is. No Watch me. Dylan come back. Watch Dylan come back. <laughs> um, so for my Krishna picks, I have two as well. It's Alan Robinson and our favorite <laughs> guy, Kyle Pitts. Oh, uh, number, I him. think I said it earlier during the Alexis uh, section, but Alan Robinson, he came from Chicago, going to the, to the Rams, and I thought, before the season started, he's in such a good situation because the Rams were, they won the championship and he's not playing with the Bears anymore. But I was totally wrong. And like he always, I remember the first four to five weeks of the season, he only averaged like one or two catches. (laughs) One or two catches. And I think um, he'll, almost averaged like a point or two basically just from catching the ball and not even gaining any yards. So that's like a a huge red flag I got from him. And he's, and later down the line, he sat out for the rest of the season. So basically I wasted a, uh, a fifth round pick for him. <laughs> oh, so, oh man. I didn't realize it was that high. Jesus. So, so, Cause I was really, I really bought into him being him having like a, a renewal with the Rams that's what everyone told you, though. Matt yeah. and G were on. on no, I did on, not. On. I did not. You know, say I did not say Allen Robinson. Or maybe that was but, Mando. I don't know who it was, but I should should Blame not him. sue him. Got Alan, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screw you, Nando. But I should not pick Allen Robinson. I should have went with my Alexis pick, Justin Jefferson. Man, that yes. really killed me. And I remember, and Kyle Pitts. He was my second round choice i believe yeah because oh, i remember i remember what the that. hell is wrong with you because I, I remember <laughs> i remember um i think g during the first round he picked travis kelsey correct or actually no 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 sorry it was in second round because i remember it, i did two running backs back to back so it has to be my third round pick but i think i remember seeing g pick travis kelsey at that time and i was like okay i better pick up like a tight end there's a, there's a difference and though i know th- it was between at I remember at this time, it was like Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, or like Mark Andrews, and I didn't I didn't even see Mark Andrews unless G picked him already. I think G he already that was my him. second round pick. Yeah, that he yeah. picked him already. So I was left between um Kyle Pitts and George Kittle, and I didn't want to pick George Kittle just because um I think the same thing the same I have the same mindset as Matt. I don't want to pick my own players and like stress out even more. So. I went out and I went with Kyle Pitts because er, I remember during the draft, everyone's like, he's going to be the next generational tight end. And he did not, he was not a next generational tight end <laughs> during this enti- entire entire season, himself. man. Like, I mean, blame, blame I, Mariota. Not, I don't think, not, I don't think there's anything wrong with the talent. Yeah. Pitts. I don't think it's really Kyle Pitts fault. It's kind it's kind of like the result from Marcus Mariota's play which make him so bad. Like I have never seen him like give me like more than 10 points. I believe this whole season. I think the most he gave me was like eight, eight points. 
The real question no. is, are you drafting him next year? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Honestly, probably... <laughs> until like the Atlanta Falcons quarterback situation is fixed, I'll probably stay away from Kyle Pitts, even though he has the talent and the skills to become like one of the best in the NFL. But as of now, until the Falcons figure out what the hell is going on in their QB QB position, uh, I'll probably stay away from Kyle Pitts. Fuck you, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> he left the team, didn't he? He left the team like on short notice. I think they were gonna mention him, but family. he left anyway. Um, I think it was for his the birth of his uh, uh, kid, but I don't. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't I see. fact check me on that. I'm not quite sure. Um, well, I have a pretty easy Krishna here. It is uh, Russell Wilson for me, and obviously I could have gone into my own. Uh, fantasy struggles. Um, I talked about DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor earlier in the last episode, and they could have certainly made the list here. But, you know, Russell Wilson just feels like a Krishna to me in all sense of the word because he let down a lot of people, and he had high expectations coming into the season, and then, you know, it just so quickly went downhill, and not only did you see all this poor play from Wilson, you just saw all the rumors around him, and, you know, it, it just did not look good at all. Right? The worst thing was watching him throw a pick and immediately going to commercial and having the Danger Witch commercial come <laughs> up or, like, his, like, Super Bowl, you know, his, like, Super Bowl, like, sandwich, like, or, like, you know, like, Be careful, you know, though. It's spicy. It was awful. It's just the worst. That's he thought he had all that swag and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, I just, season. I just didn't like, you know, it just did not look good at all for the Broncos. And then, like, it just, you know, it kind of pisses you off, I think, as well. And obviously, you don't want to, like, put, you know, too much on the players. And you're not trying to, like, um, you're trying to separate the game from the players here, right? Obviously, they're human beings at the end of the day. Um, but I think that Russell Wilson just disappointed so many uh, players, um, fantasy football players, his actual team, and, you know, he just defines, you know, the Krishna in all sense of the word right now. So he's my guy. Double nomination. <laughs> I love it. Well-deserved. All right, let's head on here to the third superlative fear, the Confused PP Award. <laughs> <laughs> We are, we are never ones to be, um, I guess, subtle in terms no. of this episode. Well, um, I We're, guess... Can you talk the about the term? How the, context, about? the context is that um, Dylan, as far as me and Gav have, and G have always known, has been a big player. Um, he, lady killer. Yeah, he's a lady killer. He gets around a lot. Um I think we can all attest to that. And, um, you know, sometimes, though, when you're on your many adventures as a, a player, I guess, you tend to get confused as to, you know, what's exactly going around around you, right? And the Confused PP Award is basically a player that continues to show promise sporadically, but every time you need to rely on them, they disappoint you. Their random mix of good games or bad leave you constantly confused and mostly frustrated. Much like Dylan. 
on his uh, many conquests, obviously. <laughs> this I one really hits home the most. I wonder why. I will... I, uh, I don't know. I'll go first, I guess. I started off the last one. Um, so, everyone knows I had a bad season. And I was super high on Travis Etienne because they had traded away... Um, what's his name? What's his name? J-Rob. Yeah, J-Rob. James and the Flames. James the Flames. Really RB Watson. R- yeah, he, no, it's not even worth saying anymore, dude. Okay, he's dead. He's like <laughs> dead to like the football fantasy gods, okay? Travis Etienne came in my week seven, right? Pops off 18 points. Next week, 25. And then something starts happening. I mean, he he, pl- he actually plateaus at week nine. But then he plays the Chief and gives you 10 points. They go on bye. And the immediate next game after the bye, when I needed him the most, he vanished like the Avatar. 0.3 points. Right? And then he bounces back a little bit. 7 points. Poops again. I don't even want, like... I don't, I don't understand, dude. I'm already out of the playoffs by this point, right? And then week 17, he pops up with a 23-point game. I'm like, this guy's playing me, dude. My Actually, really, my entire team. I'll give it to you. My entire team in this league is confused PP me, okay? Because <laughs> um, I, 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 I got them in the middle of the season to get me into the playoffs. I need a playoff push. Four games, they sell me. And then guess what? Week seventeen, if we if I was in the final, I would have beat everybody in the league. That don't mean shit. <laughs> Shut up, dude. There are my grievances, dude. Okay, I would have beat you too. You're lucky I didn't clap that you was twice. Like three episodes ago. <laughs> I scored one fifty three. Okay, Th- that's the what highest projection. These guys are horrible. I don't understand. This is the worst season ever. I could not get it down. Josh Allen was selling. I, he could be on this list too, because he was. I got him, and he started started playing poorly. He started throwing picks to the other team, <laughs> like he was doing it on purpose. He was. He knew. Yeah. He's like, oh, Gav, I'm, I play for Gav's team. I gotta do that now. <laughs> There's always get, one guy. Every traded. time I, every time, like last year, it was Derrick Henry. I ruined his career, and I guess I ruined Travis's. I ruined Josh's. They'll be back next I, year. Don't worry. I actually made JG amazing all of a sudden. Like, for real, for real. He was doing better after I traded him away. So annoying. Whatever. Travis Etienne. <laughs> um, that, was be- that was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. It, it's close to home. It's close to home. So, for my pick, um, we're still going with Broncos country. Um, for, it's Jerry Judy. <laughs> Um, Just like first PC two JJ. weeks, yeah, JJ, Mr. JJ. Um, <laughs> first two weeks, um, he did not. I don't remember how many points he got. I think he I did pretty he well, actually, like above ten. I think above ten, and it's not bad, but not great. But all of a sudden, like week three, four, five, six. I don't know how long. Like he starts getting like six to five points per game uh, and that's why that's where shitting on Sierra's husband comes in it's like what are you doing in Denver right so like he is so inconsistent until when I played Gav he suddenly popped off for three touchdowns <laughs> well, 
<laughs> it's basically Don't how should I like put that. this? It's a straight cockage. It's because you mentioned. I didn't. It's because you mentioned it during pregame, <laughs> before the podcast even started. Man. You brought it up yourself. But what a, what a cuck. It's basically. It's just him. Like one week, say, like, "Oh, like I'm here for you. Like I want to hang out with you." And like, I want to go on a date or something. Like, then like a week later, you're like, oh, just kidding. Like, thirty minutes later down the line, you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not. It's mostly charged, dude. You just calm down, okay? I don't know if we're talking about two different. I think we're talking about two different things. This is your award. This is your award. Oh, this is your award. Yeah, right. So, sorry. It's just this. I think this the confused PP just. Like gives me PTSD, <laughs> man. It brings up like a lot of bad memories. It's just like it's just not healthy. It's just not, not healthy. As much as it's right funny, now, as much as it's pretty funny on its own, but it's like at the same time, it's like a double-edged sword. You think about <laughs> what happened three, four years ago, and you start to dwell on it. Damn. You so, start tweaking out. Well, yeah, you start tweaking that's... a little bit. Let's get out of here before Dylan gets in his fields a little bit more here. Yeah. But um, I'll go next. I'll go with Adam Thielian. Um I didn't have a player that was super confusing to me, honestly. Um, I think Adam Thielian really fit well, the good bill for you the most. <laughs> yeah, I don't just I don't get phased. That's just the thing. <laughs> don't worry. But you know, it was weird that. Thelian was not as good as, you know, I thought. And all I needed him to be was a wide receiver three because I had Mike Evans and T. Higgins. And then I just, I thought Adam Thelian would be a pretty good flex. You know, that's fairly standard. But then he really just didn't do anything. He didn't even get into the top 20 wide receivers until week 12. He finished wide receiver nine. But the rest, wide receiver 64, 51, 61, 44, 68. And then, like, he had two good weeks basically wide receiver nine wide receiver 12 he had a couple of top 20 weeks where he's like okay but then you know it just was really weird i didn't really get why he just completely like disappeared and then when i watched the games he really just disappeared and like he didn't show up until the end uh where he catches some random bullshit touchdown or a garbage time (laughs) touchdown and then like it makes it look good so then i keep starting him again but now when i actually started looking at the games i was like oh yeah, this is not reliable at all. So He's getting too old, dude. I don't know what it is. I think it's age. I think he's like, what, 32-ish, right? Um, I think there were issues yeah. with separation and stuff like that. So I won't be drafting him again. Too confusing for me. Um, I'll move on to someone more consistent. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think the most confusing one for me was uh, <laughs> A.J. Dillon. Uh <laughs> A lot of baggage there to unravel, so we're going to have to, you know, talk about it. You're going to start off with uh, his week one, where he had 20 points, and you're like, damn, this is an A.J. Dillon that I drafted in, like, the fifth or sixth round, right? I got him in the the fourth round, even higher. So, it was going to be my RB2, but then the next about nine weeks of his season, he has 7, 5, 9, 3, 9, 1, 7, 6, 6, 3. And which was all pretty pathetic in terms of uh, being an RB1 or RB2 on anybody's team. Basically, uh, he was useless those nine weeks from week two to week 11. And all of a sudden, during week 12, he decides that he wants to return and be the most 
confusing player because he dropped 17, 20, by week 22, 12, and 10. And in comparison to his early weeks, he easily does way, way more in, in a shorter amount of time and for no reason. There's literally no injury. Aaron Jones played most of those games. Um, he didn't have much more of a snap count. The game that he had 22, he had twenty. He had a 37% snap count. Doesn't make any sense how he got 22 points, not even playing barely a third of the snaps. But that's just, uh, you know, A.J. Dillon for you. Him and his bald-ass head. And uh, <laughs> no, I just don't get it. Like, what are you supposed to 24. do with this man? He was supposed to be the next upcoming Derrick Henry he kind of had a similar start to his career as Derek too, because Derek Henry in the beginning of his career was back to Demarco Murray, and eventually, you know, they decided to move off of him, and then you give start giving this guy all these touches, and he was, you know, became the guy in that backfield, and a lot of people thought AJ Dillon at least would just continue to get the same type of touches that he did last year, and it feels like he did sort of, in that term, just digress and become more confusing, and you know. Every time I needed him, I disappointed. And every time he did good, he was on my bench at the end of the season. And uh, that's how my season ended. <laughs> he would have faltered for you. He would have faltered. There definitely you. was a lot of baggage there. Yeah. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better when Gav says sorry to me like that. Yeah. I get it. Do you feel better after venting about AJ Dillon? No. No, no. I don't. <laughs> he would have rather won. Yeah. Get him next time. <laughs> okay, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger in these last couple of, uh, and all three of these awards so far. But uh, we're gonna start getting towards a more positive note here to end this uh, <coughs> episode. I want to be happy. This one is the <laughs> Munchie Meal Award. Um, no, we're not sponsored by Jack in the Box. But back in our senior year of college, um. We didn't really cook a lot, and I know that Gavin Dillon were very busy with assignments, and they always used to work very late at night, and then they didn't eat dinner, so then we usually just went to Jack in the Box because it's the only place open uh, past a certain time in Santa Cruz. And, <laughs> <Two>. uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's we got our munchie meals. It, yeah, we'll see. Honestly, munchie meals are munchie meals, but... Haven't um, had one since college, so. <laughs> true. Same here. You're missing out. Oh, Matt. One. It does not hit the same. <laughs> but either way, the description for the munchie meal is that you picked them up late in the season and you thought you'd have to be high or desperate to enjoy their performances. But they've been able to get you important points to win games, much like oh, the yeah. very sustaining calories of the munchie meal. Again, we're not sponsored. Oh, yeah. I got the perfect one for this, and it's Dante <laughs> Foreman. Like, who in the right mind would have picked up a Panthers running back that was McCaffrey? Okay, McCaffrey gets traded, workload opens up, and they all of a sudden become the best running team in the NFL. And who knew how they, that was uh, capable of happening? They didn't even know that the Panthers could even, you know, be a successful organization like that. Uh, they ended up running the ball down basically everybody's throat at the end of the half end of the last, last half of the season. It was uh, pretty impressive to say so myself. And a lot of it was Foreman just getting these, you know, 25, 30 carry games. And it was just like, truly was very, very impressive. And I did not see it coming. Um, you know, he had a few games last year where, um, you know, where he he was, you know, playing good as a Titans backup for filling in for Henry. But 
you couldn't tell me he was going to be an almost hard B1 going into the second half of the season there. And you could have started him a lot of games. He was getting 20, 20, 20, 20 just consistently, you know. And and he was helping the Panthers win games, which is just even more, you know, crazy. And I think he's the most, you know, desperate, high choice, you want to call it. <laughs> you got to be high to sit there and be like, damn, I'm going to start forming over Nick Chubb or something. But a lot of those weeks towards the end of the season, you know, or someone like that, you could have easily started forming over and you would have been way more successful. But, you know, must have been high if you were to do it. You were yeah. high because you picked him up pretty quick, okay? I'll be honest. No, I remember he picked up Chuba Hubbard, right? And then I think oh, he had yeah. to make a correction. Oh, yeah, Nando. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where is Nando? Nando's... The world may never know. <laughs> so, yeah. trying to get a, another Alexis. I'll do a quick one because really this was such a horrible year for me. I like I it wouldn't like I had no so at the end the munchie meal you're supposed to be winning games with him. I still lost even though I had him. But he still did really good for me at the end of the season. Rashad White, dude, he took over for Lenny. He well he has like majority of the snap count towards the end of the season. Um I think he he's been dropping towards the end, like twenty points, fifteen points consistently. Where I have I've had I've been having struggles the entire season with my running backs, dude. Seriously, because I had like Joe Mixon, Travis. I had Saquon before, who was also very volatile. But Rashad, since taking over, has been pretty good. Um, I know it's been a lackluster couple of times, um, couple of weeks for the Bucks, but um, I mean, yeah, I really struggled on the waiver wire this season. Rashad White was the only guy that really helped me. I mean, in any capacity. You think that Leonard Fournette would be the main guy in the backfield? Obviously, he was like a late, like Rashad White. He was like that rookie running back that you might take in like the 16th round. Yeah. Hell, I had him once, and then I traded him in a joke trade for Todd Gurley, I remember, in our listener league. (laughs) Because we just literally, we didn't think that he was going to be valuable at all. And then like immediately afterwards, uh, they dropped him, I believe. So like we just did not think that Rashad White would be all that much but then he really turned it on at the end of the season yeah it's not a lot of touchdowns and stuff like that but it's just like a lot of carries and he looks he looks pretty decent on the field to be honest with you just unexperienced but thanks Rashad thank you for your service thank you for your service um for my munchie meal um my it's Kenneth Walker the third and I remember in the beginning of the season, during the draft, um, I picked up um, Rashad Penny because he, at that time, he was the first string uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Then, I think towards the middle of the season, um, he got injured and he was out basically for the rest for the rest of the season. Right? Then I was lucky because. I was number one on the waiver wire, and you know that pissed me off, dude. I remember Matt told me about this. He thought I wouldn't, I wasn't gonna be awake for the waiver, or I wouldn't be ready for the waiver wire. But luckily, it just happened so that that week I was a little bit more attentive, so I was able to get Kenneth Walker, and it kind of solidified my running back room even more. Running uh, Najee, Nick Chubb, and Kenneth Walker as my flex, so um, he kind of helped my team so much because if I didn't have him um, stupid Allen Robinson and Kyle Pitts would have like tanked my team even more, even though there's not even, there's not even worth tanking in um, 
fantasy football. Yeah. So shout out to Kenneth Walker third, even though he's a Seattle Seahawks player, but in, in fantasy beast. there's no there's no allegiances. You just pick whoever, right? So in fantasy at least there isn't. Yeah, in fantasy. Yeah, so Kenneth Walker the third, he's he's my munchy meal of the season. What pisses me off is that I had Kenneth Walker and I released him the week before he popped off because um, I don't remember why. But I think I was just like, you know, Penny's still there. I don't think I can, like, he's not viable right now. So I, can't, <laughs> so I can't, like, drop him. So, and I needed a running back. <laughs> Gotta keep yeah. your handcuffs, guys. Unfortunate, yeah. I had Gotta Alexander Madison as my handcuff for the long... I had him for no reason. <laughs> I remember... Just didn't happen but... this season. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Kenneth Walker, they're great munchy meal. The curly fries, I'll, the French fries. I, I remember, I'll, I'll means... tell you a really, really beautiful munchy meal here. And I've been saving this munchy meal. Um, and it doesn't even feel like a munchy meal now at this point. It's like your Jumbo Jack meal, basically. Because he's just, I, he's just there now. He's him. It's Justin Fields for your fantasy team. I picked him up, I don't know, week 10, I'd say. And I was in a bad, bad place because Trey Lance <laughs> was bad, hurt. Bad, place. Trey Lance was hurt at the beginning of the season. So then I was rotating between uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. And that isn't really, you know, that's pretty mid, honestly. And I don't like that. And then along comes Justin Fields, starts to become viable again because of his running. And I was like, okay, you know, I just pick him up. It's the exact same principle as Trey Lance, right? It's a running quarterback. He's got to have a good floor at least. And man, he just has the biggest ceiling, honestly. And I still don't know. Like, I wasn't the biggest believer in him coming out of college. I wasn't the biggest believer in him this season as a passer. But, I mean, in terms of fantasy purposes, it does not matter. He has basically been a top 10 quarterback in, like, every single game um, since week six except for one game versus Buffalo, where Gav uh, correctly called that he was a sit. And it ruined Nando. But, you know. <laughs> it ruined way. the Patriots because that's where Justin Fields popped off on. So, <laughs> I think he was, uh, what was he? He was quarterback five that week, yeah. Yeah. But, man, two uh, quarterback one finishes as well. He gave me hope. I didn't win, but he gave me <laughs> hope. Not enough hope. Not enough. Yeah. I salute you, Justin. If I get a chance, I will draft you next season. What was your favorite Munchie Meal combo since we're on the Munchie Meal superlatives? I don't even remember them anymore. (laughs) I I rarely got one. I'd say chicken tater melt. Chicken chicken tater melt? Really? Yeah. That was mine. I like chicken. chicken I had two. It was like the... um, is it the cheese one? I forgot. I think that's a called. stacked uh, grilled cheeseburger. Yeah, or the something. grilled cheese and the. Stop jalapeno. talking like we're sponsored by them, bro. <laughs> Jack in the Box, if you want to yeah. reach out, let them know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we love hey, the Munchie Meal. We will eat the Munchie Meals on every podcast if we have to. <laughs> we'll get fat, but we will be paid. <laughs> you it's like 2,000 calories. <laughs> All right. Let's go with the Grant Award here. So the Grant is uh, me and Gav's uh, former college roommate. 
He is a very good friend of the show. He doesn't know a lot about sports, unfortunately, so um, he hasn't been able to come on to the podcast. But the personality of Grant is what really matters here. Grant is the true wild card. You almost didn't want to take him just because you knew all the stories surrounding him and his reputation, but every time you start him, you tend to have a great time. So I'll start off here. I had James Conner in one league because (laughs) I was... I used to be a huge James Conner fan because I picked him up when Le'Veon Bell was holding out. He was basically the first James, the Flames, um, in my fantasy career. But then he got injured a couple times when I drafted him first um, in the first round once. And then he basically had a horrible, horrible year. He got hurt all the time. Pissed me off. Then I didn't draft him when he was first at the Cardinals. Then he got a bunch of touchdowns. Finished as a top five back, but then I was like, I'm not falling for it this time. But I only did it in one league, basically. And, you know, he honestly impressed me because I thought he was going to disappoint. I didn't know whether I could trust him, again, because of all the stories about his injury history. But he basically finished as a top 15 running back um, every week since week 10. So you can't fault him for that. He really showed up in the playoffs. Here. He was running back 5, uh, week 16, running back 15 last week. So you can't really be too disappointed if you had him as a RB2. So shout out to you, James Conner. You may not be the MVP, but at least, you know, you did enough. He's someone that could be the MVP, Trevor Lawrence. Any <laughs> chance I get to talk about my guy, T-Law. You know, last year, you want to talk about story surrounding him not technically his reputation but looks like a lady coach yeah bro okay remember that all right <laughs> just remember that the fake neil the fake proposal the fake proposal his knee was knee, knee was sudden down no hey you guys all hated on him it's very simple to me i mean just go check the stats i'll ask you bro, i'm a truther what this. you mean no you're just a hater i've i, I can't can't be on the same bandwagon with you. <laughs> but, yeah, the Trevor's that guy. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't want to take him because what happened last year, not me, not this guy. I believe in him. I still always will. And that's all I have to say. He finished Go his Clemson. quarterback seven. He, he did? His quarterback seven. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> what a god. Doug Peterson's really, really, really the really the true quarterback whisperer. Okay, I'm capping. Um, but I'm going to go I'll with go- – uh, no, I'll go oh, first. Go Let me go first. Sorry. Go ahead. Didn't mean to cut you off, but let me just get this out real quick. My boy George Kittle, okay? Um, this guy's been um, a monster this entire season. Not Well, not the entire season, but ever since I, um, week, uh, I think it's like, ever since Trey got hurt. Um, <laughs> blow, blow. He was, kill- <laughs> he was killing it, uh, especially with Brock Purdy. And that was one of the reasons why people weren't picking him up because tr- he, everyone knew that Trey Lentz was not going to be throwing to Kittle. Kiddo also was like viewed upon more as a um a, 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 blocker. a blocker, yeah, a blocker, especially with um how like injured the line was, not that injured, but like how poor you guys were, really. Um, but all of a sudden, dude, I start putting him in week six against the, the Falcons, sixteen points. Next week against the Chiefs, twenty one. And if only I was in the playoffs now. He has been delivering such killer games. 
Maybe not this week against the um, Raiders because he dropped 12, but last two, 25, 30, and 30 points. Jeez. Only 12. I would oh, kill no. to have 12 for my <laughs> tight end. <laughs> well, yeah, I there started you go. Greg Dulcich. <laughs> oh, God. It is thin, but I'm, I'm happy for George Kittle. My true wild card. For my grant of the team, um, it's Tyler Boyd from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, There's a few times where he looked kind of shady too, similar to Jerry Judy. He almost became <laughs> a confused hefe, almost. But I think the times when he stepped up, um, he it led me to a W. Like for example, I believe like when I played Nando, however like however weeks ago, everyone the freaking um. The was it freaking sleep rap thought I was gonna lose to him, but next thing you know, Tyler Voice showed up and helped me get through, run through the tape against Nando. They <laughs> don't know the ownage. They don't know the ownage history. Yeah, again, for people that don't know, I've been owning Nan- I've been owning Nando for four years straight. <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny, dude. Too funny. <laughs> it's not. Hey. It's it's because my team plays with heart. True. That's why. And they all drive Alexis. <laughs> oh man, it's a low blow. Low. But very low blow. Okay. They just happen to have that car. <clears throat> I can't I can't stop them. True. So. All right. Tyler Boyd, Let's... thank you. Fast boy. <laughs> he drives Alexis. He drives Grant. Alexis. Grant wouldn't be caught dead in Alexis though. All right, let's move on to the final superlative here, the Ratatouille. Uh, we joke Our a lot about the dish. Ratatouille here. Yeah, we joke a lot about the Ratatouille here. It's time to finally explain the context. Uh, you know Grant, again, our aforementioned housemate, he always used to cook. He was a very good cook. He is still a very good cook, but his best dish was Ratatouille. And if you've ever had to cook ratatouille before, it's an incredibly complex dish. If you make it from scratch like you're supposed to, you cut up all the vegetables, um, you make the own sauce, right? And it's a very uh, painstaking, laborious process. And Grant always made it wonderfully. We loved it, having it in the house because it beats munchie meals for the fifth time in a row. Um, and <laughs> we were still you hungry have tried, yeah. You, you have fat. tried to make the ratatouille, but none have succeeded quite like him, right? I know Dylan makes a pretty good ratatouille, I've heard. I made it with Grant at that time. And yeah. there's that one day, uh, we had we had a thing called ratatouille night, right? And yeah. I brought kimchi jjigae on top of the ratatouille. Yeah. It, was, it was a great night. That's overall. just kimchi soup for all you uneducated people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know. <laughs> Either way, the Ratatouille is the best player by far on your team. He has carried you to this point, and you cannot wait to see what's next from them. I mean, I think mine is relatively easy. It's probably speaking for most of anybody that owns this player. It was Travis Kelsey. Like, we don't need to beat around the bush. You know, you guys are going to, like, try to find some picks that maybe weren't your first picks or something like that or wasn't, you know. It was always Travis Kelsey. It's very simple to me. Um... He is the best player, maybe just in fantasy, because of his uh, positional advantage uh, and just being a wide receiver, maybe the best receiver at tight end. So, hey, Travis Kelsey, he's that guy. 
there's no he's a ratatouille he's the chef he's my father he's everything he's <laughs> him yeah he's him himothy no himothy yeah. is george pickens sorry <laughs> you may have had kelsey but i had jt so i mean who really oh shit him? my bad my bad let me take a step back yeah yeah <laughs> i'll go next year i picked aj brown of the philadelphia eagles I never had a doubt when I had to start A.J. Brown. I got him in the third round, I believe, and that was great in and of itself. I knew him from his Tennessee days, and I think there was a little bit of doubt that he might not be able to perform with Jalen Hurts, but come on, he performed with Ryan Tannehill. Like, they weren't going to change up the offense so much that A.J. Brown was going to be useless. They literally traded a first-round pick for him. I thought that doubt was just not there. It didn't make any sense, and... It was true because he finished as a top five wide receiver. And I literally got a top five wide receiver in the third round. He pretty much never, you know, he was scoring double digits in every single game except for the one game I needed him in. But, you know, we don't talk about that. Regardless of that, um, you know, he's just that guy. And I have, I again, he's the only player in my lineup that I literally started every single game. I benched a bunch of other players. And I love tinkering around in my lineup, but I never had to meddle with AJ Brown because he's that guy. Good for you. That was beautiful. I'll go next. Um, so my ratatouille this season is Nick Chubb from Cleveland Browns, our favorite, favorite organization. Psych, I hate that organization. <laughs> um, even with all the stuff that was going around in the Browns organization with our with the Mr. Adult Deshaun Watson and next thing you know freaking Jake Paul signing with the Browns <laughs> as their social media coordinator um Nick Chubb oh, I is for, forgot about that yeah Everyone. Nick Chubb is like the only shining light there is over there in Cleveland each week he will put up great numbers like at least one or two touchdowns and he will run for so many yards or even all purpose yards too. So every week I always put in it. I always put him in my starting lineup because I, I can always trust him that he's always going to show up every week and perform for my team. It's just unfortunate that um, some of my players couldn't meet that standard. <laughs> and that's basically all I have to say about Nick Chubb. I mean, a ratatouille you gotta make sure it's similar to nick chubb you gotta make sure like you're you have the right skills right and the right and it's talent. big and black <laughs> that is not ratatouille have you ever seen uh, that's not... uh, you burnt you, you definitely got, burnt you, yours you bro. burnt your ratatouille yeah you burnt your ratatouille g you got, you got, you got, you like, you be like nick chubb bro nah. uh, oh oh i get it i get it but yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure like the sauce is correct. Yeah, like he's everything. That Nick Chubb is everything. Okay. <laughs> got you. I got you. I you know actually I like Nick Chubb too because he was in my other fantasy league, um, and he carried me. But um, I'm gonna. I have Josh Jacobs on this list right now that we're reading. Um, that I forgot I don't own him in this league, so I can't really thank him for him. That's still a guy that I like. But my true ratatouille of um, the, the listener league, the only man that I didn't drop throughout the entire season, <laughs> truly a hero, 
and also a Browns, actually, weirdly enough. Amari Cooper. It's it's really weird because I had no expectations for Amari. I mean, I really was banking on like the latter half. Again, I always draft to assuming I make the playoffs. And um I was I was just praying that I, I would make it and I'd have Amari for like the championship game. Um he did pop off if I he had twenty five um point five, which would have been yep. amazing. But um yeah, um uh, no expectations drafted him um in the eighth round first pick of the eighth round really nothing he's just my like my wide receiver three you know um such a steal i know it's such a steal um you know jacoby was the quarterback and they were balling dude i felt bad after um jacoby left um and honestly that kind of sold me for a little bit they put him down they put him down like a you know like like a like a sad dog but um you know he was dropping bombs. I mean, he's number 10 wide receiver overall and then 31st fantasy player overall, dude. I mean, out of a uh, round eight pay it player, that's too good, dude. That's, that's great too value. Good. And I, I want to thank you, Amar Cooper. Um, I appreciate all the hard work. You you were you were named um, hero for a reason, dude. The Island Effort. I forgot what I named him, but it was something to do with like, um, yeah, heroic effort. Thank you. Are you gonna draft him next year? Yes. Gav, Gav literally cut everyone on his team and treated all half his players too. So <laughs> Cooper staying on his team is really uh, that's it's a testament, guess, dude. Yeah, it's a testament to <laughs> to being on his team. The real survived, dog inside. Cooper. He survived Gav, basically. <laughs> and I went played on a for rampage. two teams. Technically, he played <laughs> for two teams. I went on a rampage this season. You don't even understand. That is going to do it for our fantasy superlatives. Uh, we'd like to hear your fantasy superlatives. Um, obviously, you probably have different names for them, but we would like to hear them nonetheless. You can tweet at us at Bay Council, and uh, we will look over them, and we will obviously support whatever you say, probably. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a good time to just reflect on the fantasy season. Win or lose, it's a good time. And you'll always remember this season and these players for what they did this season, uh, just based off the fantasy alone. So both good um, and bad. Yeah, mostly bad. <laughs> That's gonna do it for this episode of the show. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music to get all of the episodes. Um, you can also find our Twitter, Instagram. Uh, our Instagram is sports underscore council. Our Twitter is again bay at bay council, and um, you know you can follow them to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. That is going to do it for our fantasy coverage. We do not do week eighteen, folks. But if you do ask us, you know, any start and sit questions, we'll answer them probably. But generally, we advise that you don't play week eighteen because again, players the Giants are you sitting. Know, everybody. They rest. Yeah, they rest players. So, you live and you learn. But, you know, that's going to do it for our coverage of fantasy football season. Playoffs are next, baby. Stay tuned. Go Pats. We got to make it. Come on, boys. We got to make it. happening. Yes. Join our lateral. (laughs) No. No. Oh, God. No. All right. That'll do it. Have a good one. See you, Brad, too, y'all.